The First Discourse Against the Arians, Chapter 3, by Athanasius of Alexandria, translated by John Henry Newman and Archibald Robertson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Importance of the Subject If, then, the use of certain phrases of divine scripture changes in their opinion the blasphemy of Athalia into reverent language, of course they ought also to deny Christ with the present Jews when they see how they study the law and the prophets. Perhaps, too, they will deny the law and the prophets like Manichees, because the latter read some portions of the Gospels. If such bewilderment and empty speaking be from ignorance, Scripture will teach them that the devil, the author of heresies, because of the ill savour which attaches to evil, borrows Scripture language as a cloak, wherewith to sow the ground with his own poison also, and to seduce the simple. Thus he deceived Eve. Thus he framed former heresies. Thus he persuaded Arius at this time to make a show of speaking against those former ones, that he might introduce his own without observation. And yet, after all, the man of craft did not escape. For being irreligious toward the word of God, he lost his all at once, and betrayed to all men his ignorance of other heresies too. And having not a particle of truth in his belief, does but pretend to it. For how can he speak truth concerning the Father, who denies the Son that reveals concerning him? Or how can he be orthodox concerning the Holy Spirit, while he speaks profanely of the word that supplies the Spirit? And who will trust him concerning the resurrection, denying as he does Christ for us the first begotten from the dead? Or how shall he not err in respect to his incarnate presence, who is simply ignorant of the Son's genuine and true generation from the Father? For thus the former Jews, also denying the word and saying, We have no king but Caesar, were forthwith stripped of all they had, and forfeited the light of the lamp, the odour of ointment, knowledge of prophecy, and the truth itself. Till now they understand nothing, but are walking as in darkness. For who was ever yet a hearer of such doctrine? Or whence, or from whom did the abettors and hirelings of the heresy gain it? Who thus expounded to them when they were at school? Who told them, Abandon the worship of the creation, and then draw near and worship a creature and a work? But if they themselves own that they have heard it now for the first time, how can they deny that this heresy is foreign and not from our fathers? But what is not from our fathers, but has come to light in this day, how can it be but that of which the blessed Paul has foretold, that in the latter times shall some depart from the sound faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, in the hypocrisy of liars, cauterized in their own conscience and turning from the truth? For behold, we take divine scripture, and thence discourse with freedom of the religious faith, and set it up as a light upon its candlestick, saying, Very Son of the Father, natural and genuine, proper to his essence, wisdom only begotten, and very and only word of God is he, not a creature or work, but an offspring proper to the Father's essence. Wherefore he is very God, existing one in essence with the very Father, while other beings to whom he said, I said ye are gods, had this grace from the Father only by participation of the Word through the Spirit. For he is the expression of the Father's person, and 
light from light, and power, and very image of the Father's essence. For this too the Father has said, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And he ever was, and is, and never was not. For the Father being everlasting, his word and his wisdom must be everlasting. On the other hand, what have these persons to show us from the infamous Thalia? Or, first of all, let them read it themselves, and copy the tone of the writer. At least the mockery which they will encounter from others may instruct them how low they have fallen, and then let them proceed to explain themselves. For what can they say from it, but that God was not always a father, but became so afterwards? The Son was not always, for he was not before his generation. He is not from the Father, but he, as others, has come into subsistence out of nothing. He is not proper to the Father's essence, for he is a creature and work. And Christ is not very God, but he, as others, was made God by participation. The Son has not exact knowledge of the Father, nor does the Word see the Father perfectly, and neither exactly understands nor knows the Father. He is not the very and only Word of the Father, but is in name only called Word and Wisdom, and is called by grace, Son, and power. He is not unalterable, as the Father is, but alterable in nature, as the creatures, and he comes short of apprehending the perfect knowledge of the Father. Wonderful this heresy, not plausible even, but making speculations against him that is, that he be not, and everywhere putting forward blasphemy for reverent language. Were any one, after inquiring into both sides, to be asked whether of the two he would follow in faith, or whether of the two spoke fitly of God, or rather, let them say themselves, these abettors of irreligion, what, if a man be asked concerning God, for the word was God, it were fit to answer. For from this one question the whole case on both sides may be determined. What is fitting to say? He was or he was not always or before his birth. Eternal, or from this and from then. True, or by adoption and from participation, and in idea. To call him one of things originated, or to unite him to the Father. To consider him unlike the Father in essence, or like and proper to him. A creature, or him through whom the creatures were originated. That he is the Father's word, or that there is another word beside him, and that by this other he was originated, and by another wisdom and that he is only named wisdom and word, and is become a partaker of this wisdom, and second to it. Which of the two theologies sets forth our Lord Jesus Christ as God and Son of the Father, this which you vomited forth, or that which we have spoken and maintain from the Scriptures? If the Saviour be not God, nor word, nor Son, you shall have leave to say what you will and so shall the Gentiles and the present Jews. But if he be word of the Father, and true Son, and God from God, and over all blessed for ever, is it not becoming to obliterate and blot out those other phrases, and that Arian Thalia as but a pattern of evil, a store of all irreligion, into which whoso falls 
knoweth not that giants perish with her and reaches the depths of Hades. This they know themselves, and in their craft they conceal it, not having the courage to speak out, but uttering something else. For if they speak, a condemnation will follow, and if they be suspected, proofs from Scripture will be cast at them from every side. Wherefore, in their craft, as children of this world, after feeding their so-called lamp from the wild olive, and fearing lest it should be soon quenched, for it is said, The light of the wicked shall be put out, they hide it under the bushel of their hypocrisy, and make a different profession, and boast of patronage, of friends and authority of Constantius, that what with their hypocrisy and their professions, those who come to them may be kept from seeing how foul their heresy is. Is it not detestable, even in this, that it dares not speak out, but is kept hid by its own friends, and fostered as serpents are? For from what sources have they got together these words, or from whom have they received what they venture to say? Not any one man can specify who has supplied it. For who is there in all mankind, Greek or barbarian, who ventures to rank among creatures, one whom he confesses the while to be God, and says that he was not till he was made? Or who is there, who to the God in whom he has put faith, refuses to give credit when he says, This is my beloved Son, on the pretense that he is not a son, but a creature? Rather, such madness would rouse a universal indignation. Nor does Scripture afford them any pretext, for it has been often shown, and it shall be shown now, that their doctrine is alien to the divine oracles. Therefore, since all that remains is to say that from the devil came their mania, for of such opinions he alone is sower, proceed we to resist him. For with him is our real conflict, and they are but instruments that the Lord aiding us, and the enemy, as he is wont, being overcome with arguments, they may be put to shame, when they see him without resource, who sowed this heresy in them, and may learn, though late, that, as being Arians, they are not Christians. End of chapter 3